Nougat, 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 nougat. Quick, what was the last thing you ate? Nougat, nougat, nougat. nougat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're already starting off on a bad point. Oh, I ate a lot of sugar point. just now. Yeah. Between the ice cream and the Skittles. And the nougat. <laughs> nougat, nougat, nougat. Nougat, nougat, nougat. <laughs> sounds like... Sounds like something like a knockoff Pac-Man video game. I'd say. <laughs> nugget, it's Nougat Man. What would chase Nougat Man? Not ghosts. Has to be something different. Almonds. Squirrels. <laughs> squirrels. I don't know. Nougat's kind of sticky for squirrels. Oh, but I bet squirrels eat anything. I don't know. I can put it outside and see if the squirrels get it. Oh, they'll probably eat it. Yeah. <laughs> on, on that note, uh, welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of True North Nerds. Brought this, to you by Nougat. <laughs> brought to you by Nougat. Uh, this Moroccan epi- Nougat. Moroccan Nougat. <laughs> brought to you by Tracy and her husband. Or, no, they're not married, are they? No. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. <laughs> Living. They own a house. They might as well be married. Taylor, who went to Morocco and brought us back Nougat. I know, uh, I can't wait for them to hear this episode. <laughs> so, uh, this episode is uh, yet another edition of Great Trekspectations, where we sit down and watch an episode of Deep Space Nine, and then we review it uh, for shits and giggles, basically. <laughs> for something to do. Because we like Star Trek. <laughs> yes. No, not DSP. <laughs> Oh, this is going good. I, and Brent can't figure out how to use a computer. Well, the last time I did, I got the episode <laughs> n- name wrong. So. That was Netflix's fault. Yes. Or, was or it Wikipedia. Wikipedia's fault. I think it was Netflix's okay. fault. Okay, so which one did we end up watching last time? We watched A Man Alone last Alone. time. So the, this episode, in theory, is past prologue? That's what we should have watched last week, we, so yes. Um, do we want to play the name game with that one? Because I think we did, we did on the we last did. one, and then and we got a different episode. What do you think of Man Alone? <laughs> I think it's going to be a murder mystery episode. Ooh, that's a good idea. Oh, God. <laughs> Never seen that on Star Trek I really before. hope that it includes Odo and Quark. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're, in theory, we're watching past prologue this week. Uh, so, yeah, um... I think that I. Uh, I hope it's about Dax. I want to know about Dax. I want to know more about Dax's past. I know we do get episodes about her past throughout the seasons. Mm, like, yeah. a, well, it's like any show, right? Like even TNG, there you get at least one or two episodes that completely focus on one character or two characters. Like I think every season has a Jake ep- a Jake episode, oh, or yeah. then later on Jake and Nog. Yeah. Right? There's got to be a reason he's in the main credits. <laughs> you have to earn your space on the exactly. main credits. Well, he went to school last week. 
He did go to school last time. Yes. Yeah, it's nice that in the Federation you don't have to have any kind of teaching qualifications. No. Basically, just access to a computer and a bell. No, see, <laughs> what we don't know is Keiko fucked up and it's <laughs> like, shit, what do I know? What do I, well, I'm a botanist. Guess what, kids? We're learning about plants. It's plant school. <laughs> it's all plants all the time. They're all going to be botanists by the end of this, kids. In in episode four, Cisco starts getting suspicious because all Jake talks about is plants when he goes But home. the grammar that he's using when he's talking about plants is awful. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's got his own little uh, grow up going on in the back corner <laughs> of the uh, habitat. And... It's a science project, I'm I swear. To, I'm trying to think. It's is probably there, by then. Well, I hope so. Is there a Star Trek version of pot? Um, well, we know, we know the most, like, one of the oh, most yeah, powerful. No, that would, that would seem like kind of LSD and crack all yeah. mixed into one. Um, the, the one in Next Generation. Oh, I game, know. Everybody's playing it. And Wesley and uh, yeah, but that wasn't anything you ingest. That was something that you would. There's the yeah, um, still the Jem Hadar drug. Yeah, but isn't that only for the Jem Hadar? It is, mm-hmm. but it's the only sort of drug that. I could... Oh no, there was the Happiness Planet where Spock. Um, uh, so yeah, was that the hippie be- episode? No, 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 no. <laughs> they beamed I think down this to this is a good planet. question. They beamed down. Ask Alex. <laughs> I, but I think there was a, the planet where they beamed down, and there was this plant that had spores, and it made Spock happy, and it, he fell in love with this girl that he knew from his past. That and wasn't. So it's the Vulcan emotion drug. Well, it made everybody happy, and they it was all a planet full of colonists, and they said, "Oh, screw being a colonist. Let's just live here idyllically in this farmland and be happy." Because so it's like us happy. the Odyssey when he goes to the island of the Lotus Eaters. Yes. <laughs> he says full of confidence. <laughs> because I know the Odyssey. You haven't read the Odyssey? Not in years and years and years. You should read it. It's very good. Or just watch, or watch. Yeah, it's called Roll Brother, Where Art Thou? Just watch that. Same thing. <laughs> I've watched that. Same yeah. thing, but with a much better soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack to that movie is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's great. Okay, so... um. Before we forget, uh, we did, uh, speaking of Ask Alex, we asked Alex a question last last time, and the question was, how prevalent was cloning in in the Star Trek universe from the next generation onward? Oh, right, because the last episode had a clone in it. Oh, right. So, uh, yeah, and we, because we were curious, because it, it's one of those things that, like, it's, it's a very popular science fiction trope, but doesn't seem to come up a lot in Star Trek. Yeah. Now, according to Alex, the, the Federation was never big into cloning, uh, it, or was never big into cloning in any way, because it, because, sorry, because it was uh, a bit too close to eugenics for them. And uh, for for those who might not know what that means, uh, eugenics was the, uh, is the thing that basically brought about Khan and his group of badasses, mm-hmm. uh, which in Star Trek lore, like, they nearly take over the world and stuff. So I can, I, I can see why they would, uh, they would go around that. Now, um, he did point out... Uh, the fact that uh, other races did go into cloning. Uh, the Klingons, for instance, cloned Kalos. That's right. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, was that a Next Generation? Yes. 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 That was the War Finds the, Jesus episode, yeah, yes. wasn't was it? The, the Jesus. Klingon Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the Jem'Hadar are, are 
entire race of clones, as we will see later on. And the Romulans cloned Captain Picard in a devious oh. plot. No, sorry. In, as Alex writes, uh, the Romulans cloned Captain Picard in a devious plot to ruin the final Next Generation film. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think they succeeded. I... Uh, I, I can't wait till we have Alex on because it's going to be sort of a letdown for some of our listeners. There's no no real idea who this guy is. I saw that movie with Alex in theater. Uh-huh. And the part where Data jumps from the Enterprise oh, to Jesus. the Romulan ship, uh-huh. where like you can see it coming, and the entire movie... Anger is just building up in Alex. <laughs> like, I think it started off with, uh, it shows Admiral Janeway at the start of the, yes, the yeah. movie. Yes. And he, he actually said out loud in the theater, Admiral, why the fuck isn't she in jail? <laughs> <laughs> and that, and, but it, it, he kind of kept quiet, but you could kind of see the steam rising, like cartoon <laughs> levels in him. And then when... Data's building up for that run to make the jump. <laughs> Alex is just, don't do it. Just don't. Duh. Ah, shit. <laughs> like, I hate this movie. <laughs> I think that when we have Alex on this podcast, we should watch that movie. No, we got to find something particularly bad Star Trek-wise and force him to watch that instead. Or, or it's too bad because I have... I played this with him too. You remember the old VCR games like Nightmare? Yes. There the was a next one? generation. I have one. a copy of that. Oh, you don't have a VCR though. We used to. Maybe it's somewhere in our I'm storage sure room. I could no, find no, a VCR. we do. We got. I think we donated it. I, I have a VCR. <laughs> <laughs> now the funny thing about that is the last time we played it. Um, it because Klingons take over the Enterprise in the game. Yes. And. Uh, one the thing to that starts the the countdown for you moving around the board or whatever, uh, they cling on say beige, yes. and for the longest time amongst like a couple of our friends, we were using that as short form for for just whatever we felt like. Oh, okay. <laughs> good times. Good times. There was a lot of <laughs> beer involved. It wasn't a particularly good game, as I recall. A lot of those games aren't. I remember the first time I played Nightmare when I was a kid. I love Nightmare. It was one of those things that, like, I don't understand how this works. <laughs> He's reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I was an adult. I like, have a copy of Nightmare 2 with four expansions. Ooh. They did expansions? Oh, yes. How there did were, they do expansions? Every, every um, expansion was a different monster. So there was one with a vampire, there was one with mm-hmm. a rich lady, and there was one with a mummy. Yeah, but it's like, what, a different videotape? Each different, yeah, yeah, the expansions came with a new tape. Oh, okay. I think I played it in high school once or twice. Is that the one where you had to say, yes, my gatekeeper all the yes, time? Yes, that my Yeah, that's all I remember about it. By the end, you were just throwing dice frantically, and, and cards would fly everywhere, and oh, it was so much fun. And I remember it giving me a mild anxiety attack. Oh, because so, there's this... By the end, the music just builds and builds that, that really crappy 80s synth music, and but it would just build until your heart was pounding. And, yeah. And, 
and really, it's one of those things that if you look back now, you'll be like, I remember wow. playing it Christmas morning, like, like, did you get it for Christmas? I got it for Christmas. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 1989 or something like that, somewhere around there. <laughs> I guess you can't really do that with streaming at all. I bet if you looked on YouTube, you'd find those videos. Oh, you can find the Oh, no. Ones. Now you can do it even creepier because you can do it with like a live feed. That's true. <laughs> you could make it even creepier. Wow, somebody could. That'd be really expensive. To oh, yeah. I didn't say it would be cheap. I just it. said it would be creepy. <laughs> I loved those video uh, videotape games. I, my favorite was the Clue ones. There were I these Clue, there Clue games where you had to watch the video and there were like tiny random weird things would happen in the backgrounds of scenes and so your questioning would relate to what was going on and to this day if someone says the name of the island Sumatra I will look at them and say Sumatra I have never been to Sumatra because I watched that scene in the first Clue VCR game over and over and over again Miss Scarlet would say to Colonel Mustard I've never been to Sumatra. And I bet when you say that to people, they give you the look that all of us are giving you right now. But I've never been to Sumatra. (laughs) You know what I think is also funny? There's probably at least one listener out there of the show that's like, what the hell's a tape? (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, boys and girls, before DVDs and Blu-rays, we had these things called video cassettes. They were big block things with tape inside, not like masking tape. And you would put it into a machine, and the machine, if it didn't eat it, would play it on your screen like a DVD does now. It was magical. And you had to rewind it at the end, because once it got to the end of the tape, it didn't magically start over again at the beginning. Nope. You had to rewind it. And in fact, some places where you rented these things asked you to rewind these things with a sticker on the tape. And if you didn't, you got a charge. Rewind. Yes. And <laughs> Rewind. I have an old tube TV if we wanted. If you could dig out your VCR in some of these games, we could play them. Uh, that is possible. Before I throw out that old tube TV and get a nice TV. That is possible. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. we are now going to pause the show. Oh, yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> All right, great Trek expectations. And uh, we are going to watch an episode of Star Trek. Ryan and turn off his wow. phone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time since the first episode, I think. That's happened to anybody, with anyone. Yeah. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin got nailed episode one. Yeah, I did. But, yeah. I think but, we need to have some sort of like penalty if you your phone makes a sound on the podcast. You have to do my something. Phone makes Star Trek sounds. Yeah, at least it's... Well, that was R2-D2 no, no, sounds. No, no? BB-8. That oh, BB-8. BB-8. I'm oh. sorry. Oh, I couldn't hear it. It was in your pants. <laughs> And, and I we should watch Star Trek. <laughs> so uh, we will be right back. Enjoy this sound bite, probably from Kevin, that I throw in the middle that we created a couple episodes ago. <laughs> nougat. Nougat, nougat, We'll nougat. be back in, well, no time will pass for you. <laughs> Did you start recording? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, spoilers, that's my nerdy pick of the week. Yeah, like some, there's going to be a lot of people who don't know what that is, dear. So, so we just, we just watched the third episode. Third Third episode. Depends on which list you look at. Yeah. Well, the second or third, the third we've watched. Yeah. Uh, even be Space fourth, Nine. because the the season or the series premiere was like a part one and two. Yeah, and it was past prologue, so we're all good. Yay! Um, so we'll go around the table. Kevin, what did you think of this new episode? Well, I said while we were watching it that 
it, it's amazing to me that this was only this happened so early in the series. It just mm-hmm. the characters feel so already grounded, and it was I thought it was a great a uh, great story that focused on on Kira. Yeah, no, I think so too. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, we got to see some some characters we've met before in Star Trek. You know, the uh, the, the the Klingon sisters mm-hmm. that showed up. Uh, we meet uh, everybody's favorite Taylor, mm-hmm. Garrick. Garrick, <laughs> friend's favorite. Who's not a spy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's my favorite character in the show. Like, well, favorite subordinate character. Yeah, character. I like him more than Quark. Like, or at least I find him more interesting than Quark. Uh, so far, Odo's still my favorite. And today he turned into a rat. Yeah, I said we should. I suggested we keep track of the things that Odo turns into. So what has he turned? What did he turn into before? I don't remember. <laughs> but that's why we should. Keep I track. don't think he actually. He hair. turned into like a suitcase oh, yeah. or something, didn't he? Yes, he was a bag. Yeah, he was a bag. So he's been a chair, a bag, and a rat. Yes. Okay. Write that down. Somebody. Uh, <laughs> um, the thing that I find kind of surprising is we're three episodes in, and the show seems pretty good. Like, the season so far is pretty decent. It's, yeah. uh, Jen, Jen commented, it's not Monster of the Week, which yeah. is pretty much what the first season or two of Star Trek uh, Next Generation was. Well, that's what that's a formula that a lot of shows follow, at least in the first season. Mm. It's because they're trying to get their footing, but this one hits the ground running. Buffy, the X Files, they're they're both oh, yeah. very much monster of the week shows when they're in their first seasons. What what it has been doing though is setting up all the players, right? Yep. Um, so the first episode set up our our setting, and this one sets up our and our it, sort of tone. Yeah. Right? yeah, a lot of political intrigue, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Bajor, four Bajorans. So we learn that we learned about our characters in the first episode or two and in this we learn about who the players are yeah the bajoran militia speaking of which i guess we should probably say the general plot of this episode is a bajoran terrorist is on the run from the cardassians he has uh, a past with kira and he seeks asylum at deep space nine okay but we find out surprise surprise he's still a terrorist and he wants to blow up the wormhole mm-hmm and, to and bring peace to Bajor. Because that'll drive everybody away. Including their economy. To make Bajor great Which again. really yes. didn't make any sense, because the Federation was there before they knew the wormhole was. Exactly. Well, the Cardassians were there before they knew the wormhole was. Yeah, and the but wormhole... they had left, so I can kind but of... But I thought they left because the Federation came and said, get out. No, it's sort know. of the Federation supported Bajor's independence, and the Cardassians didn't want to... The other thing is mixed up with that fight. The, the wormhole is full of Bajoran gods, like or the beings that the Bajorans worship. Yeah. You would think if you were for Bajor, you wouldn't want to destroy your. Maybe he's an atheist. Maybe <laughs> yeah, he might not. Yeah, just doesn't believe in the the, the wormhole people. I don't believe in the wormhole gods. <laughs> <laughs> Still, but well, to be fair, it was the Federation guy who was who came back and said, "By the way, your gods live in yeah. there." There's people in the clouds, <laughs> and they told me, gave me these rules for you to follow. Because <laughs> that worked out so well with the Native Americans. 
who eventually got their own planet that they were forced off of in Next Generation. But then they got Wesley as a god, so it was all okay. <laughs> I thought there was a nice use of the B story to set up the Garrick-Bashir relationship. Bashir yeah. is a cute little puppy. For someone who graduated <laughs> so smart, he's really very naive. He's such yeah. a little puppy. <laughs> very green. I, you know what's the one opportunity I really think they missed? And I, I can almost imagine it was either an alternate take or it was in the script. Is when Garrick's giving him like the... The, the like I I think you and I can stop him and uh, Bashir goes I'm a doctor and there's the, but there should have been not a yeah. like an yeah, either cut doctor. off or not a, not, not a spy or even completed like just to get that it's got to be a weird line for this show in particular to walk in that you have to make it its own entity but also keep it true to the franchise. This is really the first wacky spin-off of Star Trek, right? I mean, yeah. Next Generation is really just another version of original Star yeah. Trek. This one's wacky? Well, wacky in that it's not people on a spaceship going out and exploring planets. Oh, yeah. so not wacky as in humorous, but wacky as in different. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I mean... They walked the line this week by bringing in the Duras sisters and saying, okay, look, we do have ties to the other show. But if you went with what you're saying and the McCoy kind of a line, would that be going too far? Yeah. Uh, I I think if you cut it off, it becomes like a a fun little joke. So did we figure out where in the Next Generation timeline this is taking place? Um, Deep Space Nine's first season ran concurrently with Next Generation's sixth. Okay, so then in Deep Space Nine's second, it was... I don't remember when all the Klingon episodes were in Next Generation. Oh, those are those were like a season or two ago. You mean like the Civil War part? Like where the Duras sisters yeah. are... Yeah. yeah, that's why they mentioned that they're already kind of enemies of... The Klingon High Command, or right. whatever. They're they're basically trying to get money because they spent it all on their civil war. Yeah. from what I remember, yeah, it's and their brother, who was supposed to be the big heir apparent, is dead. Right, he died in those episodes. The the kid, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes, he was he was killed, I believe. Yeah, yeah, was he killed by the guy who became Chancellor? Gowron. Yeah. Yeah, we get we get a lot more Klingon stuff when when Worf shows up in a, in a couple seasons. Yeah. And that and it all they do a lot of interesting Klingon stuff too to be fair. Mm-hmm. It's it, um yeah, you're right though. It it really uh, and maybe that's why um we, everybody we've all we talked to before we did this said, "Well, the first season starts getting bogged down and that that might be part of it is at some point this season Maybe they're trying to not be Everything next else. generation mm-hmm. and the original show, and that so, and, but in overdoing that effort, it becomes kind of not Star Trek at the same time. I, I have a feeling from my recollections of watching this show 20 very years ago <laughs> that it's when Deep Space Nine tries to be next generation that it gets bad. Mm-hmm. That these episodes that we've watched so far have been very Deep Space Nine. They've yep. been about Bajor, they've been about Cardassian conflicts, they've been about 
that. Once we get outside of that, once we get an episode that feels like a reworking of something that could have been done on next gen. Or even an episode we've already seen on next gen yeah. and just with different coat of paint slapped on. Yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing to know that's coming. Oh, it's not. Don't worry. Well, it's, I, I can't, to be honest, I can't recall anything specific, but I, I just, it happens with any franchise of shows like that. Eventually they do one where it was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Uh, they did this on Next Generation. That guy yeah. does that. And I, well, especially uh, since we've, as we've noticed, it started so strong that, you know, you kind of. How mm-hmm. long are they going to be able to keep this up yeah. Yeah. before so be you get... bottle episodes coming I, yeah. I, And I, I remember in Voyager, especially Voyager's one where it was, like, there's a couple episodes there where it's like, that that was a next-gen episode that probably got rejected because they had already done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just recycled the script again. Mm-hmm. Except for the episode where, <laughs> where Seven of Nine fights The Rock. Yes. <laughs> that was when I stopped watching that show because it's like he he's not even really an alien. He's just the rock and it's like space gladiators. Right. So he's even the rock in space. Because <laughs> that was that was when it was the on rock, the new newly crowned world sexiest man. Yes. yes. Well, um at the time when Voyager was going It's not wrong. <laughs> it was on the same network as uh as as, yeah. uh, SmackDown. Yeah. So that was, and it, that was the tie-in, right? It was to, to promote them both. And it just, that's an awful episode. <laughs> I think it would be funny to look back now. Oh, that's something, because The Rock um, recently started a, a, a series of videos on YouTube where he does rock reactions. And the first one he did is he watched his very first match. Mm-hmm. And he picks it apart. <laughs> like the the best thing about it is like so in wrestling they teach you when you're going to like sort of cheer and pump up you face the hard camera there's a camera that's set in the same spot I got the side of the arena wrong that the hard camera is and every time I point to it it's my back to the hard camera and they and like every time it comes up he points it out I would love to see him do a rock reaction to his Voyager episode. So maybe I'll tweet that at him tonight. <laughs> like he'll ever respond to it. <laughs> you never know. He's the only celebrity I follow on Instagram. Because he's awesome. He's one of those people who is just like, I'm sure like, what, he seems almost too good to be true in some ways. Yeah. Like when he passes away, like something horrible is going to come out of him. Like, there's like dead children in his backyard or something like that. Allegedly. Aww. Allegedly. Now you no, can't no. sue me, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so back he's to yeah, yeah, yeah. that episode. Jeez, been on a big rock. So what? Tangent. What is our question for Alex this week? I know we had one before. Did we, we come went. up with one? Oh yeah, we were talking about it, and I said that'd be a great question. Was it about Larsan Bator? No, I no. think it was before. Wasn't it, it was before? Before we actually, it was early on. Um, it was in the introduction. We need to write these things down, people. Well, I thought that Brent was actually writing it, and instead, no, he, no, he, I was he... looking up the last question when we. Came <laughs> oh, drugs! That. Oh, right, it was about. Oh drugs. yeah, what's the drugs Star Trek what's version? What's the Star of Trek version of Pot? Yeah. Dear. What I... is the Star Trek? We'll keep it to the TNG universe. 
Or can, are we going to go all... Nah, let's go all out. Okay, nah. go all out. What is the Star Trek universe's... <laughs> Let your nerdy wings... Spread your nerdy wings, Alex. <laughs> pot. Enter. So we will hopefully have an answer from Alex James, a nerd musician and Star Trek fan on the next uh, Great Trek Spectation this episode. How many episodes do you think before he breaks? I don't think, honestly, due to his fandom, I don't think he really notices. Like, I have a feeling he th- he has completely forgotten <laughs> the fact that I said, like, look, we're going to be asking you questions for this podcast. And Surprise! <laughs> he won't be mad or anything about every it. couple of weeks. Yeah, well, like, it, yeah. not only that, his memory is awful. And Alex, <laughs> if you're listening to this, we both know it's true. So... Oh, wow, he already responded. But we will leave that for the next episode. He must be <laughs> online right now. I just oh, oh, no, he hasn't quite. He's going to have to think about it because the response I got is, that's a really good question. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, so we'll leave that teaser for the next Great Track Expectations. I, I think, getting back to this episode, I like that this is not a story that could have been told on another Star Trek show. Pretty much. Um, yeah. you, 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 there was no way to have a character like Garrick on Next Generation or to have a plot like yeah. this that features your your second-in-command. Um, you know you know, Riker's never going to turn on the Federation, but you... That would have been kind of awesome had he done if that. If he had, though. yeah. If they had well, done that, like season five... <laughs> it turns out Riker's been a Klingon spy all along, or a Romulan spy. But at this point on this show, we we still aren't 100% sure where Kira's loyalties lie. Yeah. So you can tell a story like this where um, she's tempted to join a, a group like Tonalosis and yeah, because we don't know her full the full extent to her past during the conflict. We only know what she's told us. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is that in other Star Treks, you come in fully on the side of the Federation, and you're like, the Federation is the great good, and, you know, you you see everything from their point of view and you follow them. But in this one, the Federation are coming in as outsiders, and there's a lot more going on. So you can choose to side with the Federation, or you can choose to side with the Bajorans, or if you... There's are, a lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot more gray. And, um, yeah, you, you're not so focused on doing good more as doing the best you can. There were great moments. Kira had great moments in this episode when she went over Cisco's head to the Admiral. <laughs> that was funny. And Cisco's response to that, the way he just loomed over her. That he was has, well shot, yeah, too. Like he's they, already, they staged that incredibly. Yeah. And he well. has that that like crazy Cisco smile with the eyebrows yes. where he's like, I'm smiling, but I'm angry. And he, he, I'm he, going to eat you. He towers over her to begin with, but then to put him on a stair over top of her, yeah. he just... And with the camera below both of them below looking both back, of them, he yeah. loomed over yeah. her, and yeah. you knew he meant business. Yeah. The, the other thing, I guess the, the difference that we would have seen is if that had if that scene had been played out in Next Generation, it would have been in like... Picard's office or the I'm very disappointed or the boardroom. Well, 
or it would have started off like that, like sort of low level angry, and then would have gone into like him yelling about the prime directive or some <laughs> such yeah. thing. Right, like it, it, like not in that that's Laying bad, but it, it's nice that like they didn't go with the exact same route that they would have gone with Picard's character mm-hmm. because that's how Picard's character reacts to the shit. Mm-hmm. So th- th- it's a nice difference. So far, I'm I'm surprised at how much I'm really enjoying this season. Me too. I'm We're looking forward. Three episodes in. I'm <laughs> looking forward to seeing more of Garrick because you've mentioned a couple of times that he's your favorite character. Yeah, and he was very intriguing introduction of him. And I like him, but I'm interested in seeing where his character goes. Mm-hmm. I also love the web of uh, relationships, too. Um, every episode gives us sort of a new relationship between the characters to look at. This episode gave us Cisco Kira, figure out where they stand with each other. It gave us Kira Odo. Yeah. And it also gave us Garrick and Bashir. Bashir. Yep. So there's three new sets of yep. relationships that... that are going to be interesting to follow as the show goes on. And the, and like wisely they they also didn't throw everything at us. So yeah. like O'Brien and Keiko's story was non-present. Like O'Brien was in the episode but really didn't do yeah, a heck he, lot. He flew a ship. Jax was in like two scenes. She opened some hailing frequencies. Yep. Yeah. And, and and Quark and Jake weren't in the episode at all. Uh, did we see Quark at the no. bar? No, no, we saw a the back of a Ferengi's head, but I don't think it was Quark. Yeah, well, if, who knows? And and we did see Morn. No, so Morn Morn has made it running in three yep. episodes. <laughs> I just love the fact that they named it. It's, named him Morn. When when I was a kid, I had the Next Generation Technical Guide. Mm-hmm. I still do. It's somewhere downstairs. And I also had the nitpickers guide to Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, I love that book. And I just love—I I love all the little jokes that the designers put in that you would never see with the naked eye while watching TV. Like, um, you can see them now on the next gen uh, remastered episodes. Or it's that um, clear of a remastering because, like, a lot of the labels on like the decks and stuff like that are jokes. Oh, or really? yeah, oh yeah, they. There's, um, I think even in the technical manual, it shows where they, uh, one of the spots where they have the, uh, the docking bay for the runabouts and stuff like that, and the, the, the shuttlecraft, there's a rubber duck in there. <laughs> like, there's a ship in the size of a, it's, because they never thought anybody would really see that up close. Yeah. And, but they sorely underestimated Star Trek fans and their need for information on this sort of stuff. And uh, and there's only one rot- washroom really noted on uh, the Enterprise, isn't there? A, I think they've probably done away with bathrooms uh, by the 23rd century. <laughs> they just teleported. Oh, have I not told you my my theory on the replicators in Star Trek? No. <laughs> Speaking um, of washrooms, haven't I ever told you this? Oh, I think you have. Uh, <laughs> Alex and I had a long discussion about this, and and he's like, you know, that's probably the the way it was. So the replicators work. By turning matter into other matter, right? right. Organic matter. Yeah. Waste in the enterprise gotta go somewhere. Yes. Why wouldn't you, like, uh, especially for water and liquids, like, you know, yeah. clean up the pee and it's Earl Grey hot <laughs> next Aww. day. 
steaming hot. Well, where's the the matter for like the steaks and stuff coming from? You can't create something out of nothing. No, no, and also to be fair, I did also state like, well, maybe it wouldn't be all poop per se. But like it could be garbage reused. Yeah. Like it just they break it down. Like and it's completely clean by that point. It's broken down by the machines. It's turned into other matter. Boom! You get a T bone the next night. No, 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 no. Those okay. And the next generation in the um, the cargo bays, they had those big giant square containers of nothing. That were always good for falling on somebody. Full of yeah. tofu. <laughs> and then they just used the tofu in the replicator. Everything is made out of tofu because you can make tofu taste like anything. And do they have replicators on, on Deep Space Nine? They, they mentioned yes. the first episode. The, the they're restaurant, not the restaurant that Garrick met Bashir at, was the Replimat. Ah, uh, so it's like one of those, like those old school automat sandwich where you automat. Take the sandwich out of the drawer, except that sounds is... just as tempt as uh, tasty as the grossateria I saw. <laughs> It's a grocery store slash cafeteria, and whoever ran this place thought that Grossateria was a good name. Wow. Yeah. Where was that? I think it was in Kingston. Yeah. This was a long time ago. Yeah, but I bet you somebody's put pictures of it up on the internet, so go ahead and look for it. Uh, To close out this episode, as per usual, geeky picks from everybody. Um, Could be a movie, could be a book, could be a TV show. Could be a CD, could be a postcard. <laughs> uh, did you know what you're going with, Kevin? I think or? I do, yeah. Okay, let's start with I, Kevin then. I am amazed that I can turn on my TV every week and watch a show where the main characters include Martian Manhunter, Manel, and Miss Martian. Um, and that is why Supergirl is one of my favorite shows on television right now. It, it, it just defies all logic that those are four main characters on a primetime TV show yeah. in the in the 21st century. Speaking of which, now this could go into where, since we're talking about Supergirl, I, I'm going to bring this up. We, we, we're on it as well. Um, we're like three episodes behind at this point. Do you think that Maggie Sawyer in Supergirl is Renee Montoya, but they, because that name's trapped with the Batman rights, because she seems a hell of a lot more like Renee Montoya than Maggie Sawyer to me. I don't know. Both in authenticity and how the character is portrayed, it really feels like Montoya to me. I I know where you're getting that feeling from, for sure. I don't know enough from reading, because it's been so long since I've read a Superman comic that had that character in it, to know how that character was. She's been in... Oh, you mean uh, Maggie? Maggie? Or Renee? Yeah, Maggie. No, Maggie's I Renee, been in uh, but... Batwoman for the last little while. She's, oh, been, yes. she's Batwoman's girlfriend, or was for a while. That was They were supposed yes. to get married, and then... And I, Maggie weird, or Renee? Maggie. Maggie. Oh, okay. And Renee's her ex. Yeah. yeah. Apparently Batwoman is thing for cops. <laughs> Yeah, well, makes sense. Yeah, I guess you guys are behind on Supergirl. Yeah, we just watched the one with the Fight Club. Okay, so I think we're two or three episodes behind at this no, point. Only... That that, that was, was last week, wasn't it? No, no, no. Oh. The the stream showed there was two episodes we were behind okay. on, yeah. or three when then we watched the one. So okay, so there's a fan theory floating out there online. About a character that you have named already uh, that I won't say anything more about. 
Uh, I don't know if you read this theory. Probably not. I okay. Don't know what you're talking about. Well, um, next time. Yeah, next time we'll we'll talk off air. Okay. <laughs> okay. So with with that teaser, with that, there. and and everybody everybody who's listening to the show is yelling at it. We already know that was three months ago. To- it might be totally off. You know, it probably is totally way off base because I don't know if it can happen. We should do an episode of this podcast on weird fan theories. <laughs> we should because there's a couple of them out there. There, the uh, oh, Ryan's. I'm getting it Ryan down. to write it down so we'll remember. Stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Moving the on. Sign. What's what's your pick? What's Ryan? Ryan's? Uh, well, I'm going to continue with the TV. I guess you can put mine was more of just a, was a character because I watched the. Uh, Justice League Dark cartoon trailer this week. Okay. And it renewed my interest and love for John Constantine. Oh. That character just doesn't, it doesn't get enough, I guess it doesn't get enough love. The TV show was, no, it, was it was solid. And it just, you know, it got dropped. It didn't get renewed. The character got brought over to Arrow for an episode. It was great. Fit right in. Um, so the TV version's been fine. The the comic versions, you know, there's been all kinds of different versions of it over the years. I read an interesting thing today that uh, if you look at the Diamond sales reports, it's only North American. Mm-hmm. doesn't show, like, Europe, mm. England, anything else. Apparently, Hellblazer was had way bigger numbers in... in, in oh, okay, England. which version of Hellblazer we're talking it about? It didn't say. Oh, it so just said that Hellblazer was selling... A lot better than it was showing in the sales charts because it wasn't you weren't getting the overseas. The current DCU book is called Hellblazer, isn't it? Or John Constantine Hellblazer? They reverted back to that name Um, because the last version of it was just Constantine. Yeah, and then before that, it was in that was a decent run in the Vertigo book. Yeah, Constantine. I'm I'm been surprised at how much I actually like the character in the regular DCU. Well, no, exactly. This one, same here. Like they've kept the core. They've just they've eliminated the swearing and the sex, and uh, he still smokes though, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's just it's a character you know that I think yeah doesn't get enough play. And it'd be nice to see that incorporated. Even if they start, they go the mystical route in the movies. It would be very interesting to see a big screen adaptation. Oh, well, supposedly Doug Lyman's working on that. And yeah, but the, well, there's been the, Guillermo like, del Toro was working has on been it. Floating around. I think it could be really good, especially if they go with the character. You know, I know one of your favorite characters. Etragon, the, yeah. the demon, <laughs> who's in the cartoon. I was going to ask if he oh, was yeah. in the JL Dark cartoon. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so that's there. That's my pick, John Constantine. Go read a comic, watch the TV shows out there. I know it was on the WB streaming, which is funny because it wasn't yeah, air on there. Yeah, on their the, I guess when the I free. guess when NBC canceled the show, the the there's probably something in the contract that the. The streaming and digital rights revert back to Warner Brothers when yeah. it's it got canceled or something. And, and I think I remember reading that it was actually being that the season was being put out on DVD and Blu-ray. I know uh, there was a movement to get that. Yeah, I but thought I saw something about it. Actually I guess there. Maybe it's one of those ones you can get, but you have to like 
on the website. The Warner like, Brothers archives, yeah, where it, you get it bare bones. It's just a, but at least with how it was made in the first place, it'll look good digitally. Yeah. That's it. That's the only drawback with some of the movies that you can get through the archives is it's like they don't go searching for a good copy to transfer. They just transfer whatever they have digitally on hand. And some of those things are are in rough shape. Mm. It might even be on Netflix that I saw it. I know Supergirl's been added to Netflix. Yeah. Season, Netflix. season one's on Netflix now. Well, at least Netflix Canada. Yep. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it's on in the States, too. Didn't they make a big deal about that? That um, basically when uh, each of those shows, Flash, Supergirl... When they all end the season, there'll be a couple weeks, and then their seasons will pop up all on Netflix, yes. like in that you say that. instead of like a year later, like oh, how nice. it has been. That, that was, was Brent's me. fault. <laughs> My fidgety. Okay, so I'm um, done. Yeah. Are we going with the? Is it the TV show or just the character that just you're the character. recommending? Yeah, just the okay. character. Go find a book. Read the book. There's been so many different iterations. I'm sure every, you know you can find something you'll like. Yeah, a version. There's so many great writers have worked on that character. Yeah. Like if you go through the Vertigo run, it's like a who's who of like Alan Moore created him. Uh, Jamie Delano was the first guy to write him. Then I can't remember. There's like a bunch of like horror authors got their hands on him over the years, and then <laughs> uh, Brian Azzarello did a. Did you hear horror authors as well? Yeah, I did. Okay. Horror, 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 all that. horror, 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 Brian authors. Azzarello worked on them. Yeah. Warren Ellis worked on the the book for and like and they're all a little different too. So, and you also tend to get a little you know you get some of those other characters in there too with him. Like you get Swamp Thing sometimes. Mm. You get Zatanna. Thrown in there, you get Dead Man, you get you know those other mystical characters that he plays off of, mostly because he's a dick to them, and they're like, <laughs> "Why do we keep you around?" And then he saves the day, and they're like, "Ah, oh, shit, guess <laughs> that's why you're here." <laughs> Jen, your geek pick for the week. Okay, as always, read Squirrel Girl. It's going to be my thing. I'm going to say it at the end of every podcast. Um, so I rediscovered a movie called That Thing You Do, written and directed by Tom Hanks. Um, I like how you're showing off the Blu-ray case to us. Well, so you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. She's doing the full Vanna White. Ooh. Um, also, um, I was reading the back of this, and it's from 1996. So this movie's 20 years old, which explains why when I was watching it last night, I'm like, man, Tom Hanks is young in this. And that's why I'm old. Anyway, it is stars Tom Everett Scott, Liv Tyler, uh, Jonathan, I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> Scatchis? I don't know. Yeah? Ryan? That don't ask me. It's like shake? Yeah, I'd probably say that. Sh- anyway, Steve Zahn, Ethan Embry, Tom Hanks. Uh, it's about a 1960s band that goes to the top of the pop rock charts called The Wonders. And uh, Tom Hanks is the big hearted manager of the 1960s group. Uh, and they go up to the top of the charts with the song That Thing You Do. And I have the, it was one of the first CDs I bought. 
Um, so boys and girls CDs are what music used to be. <laughs> They're shiny discs. Shiny discs. This show is all about. <laughs> this episode's all been about bad yes. technology or old technology. <laughs> Next week we'll talk about laser discs. Uh, Ooh. Anyway, there's also special features in an extended edition, but I didn't watch it yet, and I just remembered how much I love this movie. So it's on Blu-ray now. If anybody wants to watch it again, if you don't want to pay for it, I bet your local library has it. And if not, you can ask them to buy it for you. There's a library plug. Also, go watch that thing you do. Okay, I'm done. That's a good pick. It's a good movie. I, I, I wanted movie. to stay up last night, but I was just, I, I was done. And now the song has been stuck in my head. Yeah, I haven't even yeah. watched the movie and the song's in my head For now. For days. Oh, so good. Also, buy the soundtrack. The soundtrack's good, too. Now I go now I go on a down note because it's going to remind everybody about it because this is l- later oh, on. It's currently on Netflix. It's on Netflix? It? Yeah. Okay, it's also on Netflix, so you don't even have to go to the library or buy it. But I would advise buying it because it's a good movie and it'll get stuck in your head. You're going to want to watch it again. You can get it on Apple Play, Google Play, PlayStation Network, or Microsoft Network, too. There you go. So no excuse now. You guys have to watch it. Okay. That, I really like that pick. That's a because that's some that's a movie that's gotten kind of lost over. That's what the I was years, singing when right? Brent hit play. Just so that one, and I, I still love Empire Records. Yes, which both have Ethan Embry in it. I, loved I had the biggest time. crush on Ethan Embry when I was a teenager. He was also in Can't Hardly Wait. Was yeah, that movie? Was Can't that Hardly that movie? Wait. Yeah, and he was in one of the National Lampoon movies. Also, the funniest thing in this, uh, he plays the bass player in this movie, um, and. He his character is the only character that does not have a name. It's TB Player, the bass player. <laughs> and when they're looking for him, they go, where is your bass player? And nobody ever calls him by his name. Oh, wow. So I That's thought that funny. was funny. Okay. So okay, now I'm done. Here, here is my slight down note. As uh, some people may be aware, I'm a, I'm a big music fan. And man, did it, at the, the the week of this recording, we have gotten hammered yet again. 2016 is the year musicians bought bunkers if they were over 65. Because Paul, you know Paul McCartney's out there just like like just. I keep telling you, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Whereas Ringo doesn't you give a shit. <laughs> Ringo Ringo is like, I don't care, bring it on. <laughs> Um, but unfortunately this week, uh, we lost, uh, well, just previous to this week, we lost Leonard Cohen, who, um, I'm not sure how much, uh, he's a great songwriter and, uh, a fairly good poet. Well, great poet. I'm not a big poetry guy. Uh, but I, I don't know how much Americans know about him. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, he's in, I, I believe he's in the rock and roll hall of fame. Uh, but it's one of those things that, like, I always associate him kind of like Gordon Lightfoot and to a certain extent the Tragically Hip, that it's somebody that I have no idea how popular he is outside of our country. Right. Because, like, to, to our country, he's, like, one of those icons. Yeah. Like, another guy I would throw in that boat as an actor, Gordon Pinson. Yes. We, we all know who he is. We would yeah. recognize... Your brother recognized his voice at a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also but, did, he did know he was coming there since he was working at I, a hotel. If but. you asked, I would say, on average, any Canadian, probably 20 and up, maybe 25 and up, they would know who Gordon Pinson is. You ask any American, like, at, at any age, most of them won't know. So I'm 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 
I know he has a standing in the music community. Leonard Cohen's got a standing in the music community. Like there, Bono is a fan, and yeah. and uh, Nick Cave and stuff like that. So well, they did a bit on SNL this past Saturday. Yeah, um, and everyone knows the song Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly enough, not due to him. It's usually it's in Shrek. Uh, it's in Shrek, but yeah, it's, that's uh, I heard it when Rufus Rufus, Rufus Wainwright did a cover, and then the the Pentatonics just recently did a yeah. cover that's yeah. been not going all over Facebook. The, uh, Gorgeous the, song. The other really well known version is Jeff Buckley's version, which is pro, it's one of those weird things that like that's the one everybody goes to for Jeff Buckley's legacy song, yeah. and it wasn't even one of the ones he wrote. My favorite version is Katie Lang. Katie Lang's version is really good, too. Um, I'll have to look that one up. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I want to say she did it on an unplugged Something thing. Something like that, yeah. Um, anyways, my, uh, if you want to know more about Leonard Cohen, uh, my pick is The Future, which is the 1992 album he put out that has closing time on it. The Future, it's... Um, it's a really good album. It's a, one of his older ones. I've heard really good things about his last one, but unfortunately I haven't heard it yet. Um, but it's, uh, I think it's a good snapshot of how talented the guy was. And as well, um, he is he has my favorite acceptance speech of any Juno winner ever. Uh, for our American fans, uh, the Junos are like the Canadian Grammys. Um <laughs> He was nominated and won Best Male Vocalist. And if you have ever heard Leonard Cohen, he has a very deep, gravelly baritone. And he went up and got his award and went, only in Canada would I win an award for Best Male Vocalist. <laughs> He's not really a singer. No, it's, a, it's kind of like Bob Dylan. He was kind of, ended up kind of being a singer by default. And really, like, if a lot of his songs are much better done by other people. Yeah. Uh, uh, First We Take Manhattan, it's the Jennifer Warren's version that really gets, like, people remember more than his version of it. But anyways, go 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 give it a listen. I'm, it's on Spotify if you want to listen to free for free, but iTunes has it too. Go out and and pick it up. It's no more than nine ninety nine, I'm sure. On that note, we are ending this episode of True North Nerds. Great track expectations. The next episode will be a nerdtastic episode where we sit around and job out nerd stuff for a while. So yay! And uh, the, I'm sure there'll be a lot of buildup of nerd stuff because uh, recording wise, we're we're going on a little bit of a, a hiatus for probably a week or two because. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, gets to be Santa Kevin gets to be Santa. Well, anybody can do it. I just get paid to. No, but it's still I kind can't. of awesome. I would love to be Santa Claus, but I'm a girl. You could be Mrs. Claus. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be Mrs. Claus. Nobody goes and says, I want to sit on Mrs. Claus's lap. <laughs> Mrs. Claus is usually the one that, if it's not an elf, it's usually Mrs. Claus that takes the money for or the yes. photos, right? Yes. Yeah. But between that and uh, and Kevin's acting, he's got a couple shows coming up. And yeah, we open in next Thursday. So uh, we we normally little behind the scenes. We normally record on Tuesdays. Next week's our final dress rehearsal. So I kind of have to be there for that. Yeah, kinda. gives me time to edit all these and 
put them get them ready to be put out in the new year. So yay, yay! We've, uh, we've we can't them. wait to get these out. I know. I want to know what people think of what we say. Yeah, so join our Facebook page and let us know what you think of our yammering. Speaking of which, Kevin, what is our Facebook page? Just search for True North Nerds on Facebook. It's a closed group, but we will add you as soon as we see you have asked to join. Uh, and we don't have an email address yet. We do not. I was supposed to set that up. I will do that tonight. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I'm doing tags at the end of all these episodes anyway. So hopefully by that point... We'll by the, the time this gets released, we will have an email address. Insert email address here. Yes. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, we really need a catchphrase or something. To, to that could be our show. catchphrase. We really need a catchphrase. Catch Insert the, catchphrase here. In the meantime, part of me wants to just start quoting gangster rap lyrics, like in, no. <laughs> intend no. to show no. off no. in the no. words of the RZA, "Bring the ruckus." <laughs> no, that doesn't sound no. like our show. <laughs> no, no, no. We need a catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> stay safe out there, kids. Be nice to each other. Set your phasers to sexy. been listening to the true north nerds recorded at the utility cupcake research kitchen reach the nerds on twitter at true north nerds on facebook under surprise true north nerds and you can reach them by email at true north nerds at gmail.com if you like the opening theme song it's called set your phasers to sexy by kirby crackle from the album sounds like you Please go to KirbyCrackleMusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. <laughs>